0: Today is Friday, April 7th, 2023, Good Friday, the day we mark Jesus's crucifixion by the Roman Empire. We encourage you to set 10 minutes aside to listen on a drive or while you do dishes or to sit down free from distraction after kids are in bed before listening further so you can participate in this audio reflection. Our hope is that this reflection can stand alone as a meaningful way to pray and slow yourself down today, but if you have been following along in our Lent mealtime readings and prayers, this reflection will build upon the story we have been following there, and in particular, the reading and prayer for Good Friday. As we talked about in our Palm Sunday message this past weekend, our desire at BLC, when we engage the texts and events of Jesus's passion every year, is to tell a story of a nonviolent or anti-violent God. Not a God who demands blood and punishment before he can love us, but a God who steps into humanity's demands for blood and punishment and interrupts our cycles of violence and exclusion and scapegoating. Jesus's passion shows us God's courage and commitment and faithfulness to humanity, even when it requires the ultimate sacrifice. Let's read one of the traditional passion texts to give us a chance to practice seeing the story this way. And I'll offer some commentary as we go. From the Gospel of Luke's Passion Narrative. As the soldiers led Jesus away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, modern-day Libya in Africa, who was on his way in from the country and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. Quick side note. White Anglo Christian traditions have little to say about this Simon from Cyrene character, but the black Christian tradition in America sees Simon the crossbearer as a symbol for black humanity, a foreigner from the African continent cruelly forced into labor. Jesus and black humanity are allies in solidarity. Continuing with the passage, a large number of people followed, including women who mourned and wailed for Jesus. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed.' Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? And here we see the depths of Jesus's despair. God is not unable to feel human suffering, cold and removed or distant. God is deeply affected. Continuing, two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they've divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserved. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this saw what took place, they beat their breasts, an expression of sadness and guilt, and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. And again, we have a highlighting of solidarity between Jesus and humanity, humanity and Jesus. In this case, with particular attention drawn to the women who had faithfully followed Jesus all the way from the beginning of his ministry, still with him, even unto sacrifice. And that is where Luke's telling of the passion leaves us. A story of solidarity against the backdrop of government-sanctioned scapegoating and execution and an insistence that this scapegoat was innocent. The women and the others watching would ensure that this story of Jesus, the innocent, forgiving victim, would continue to be told. And the coming resurrection would bolster their hope in the power of such a story to demonstrate God's solidarity to us when we are suffering, and to expose and reorient our worst human tendencies to cause the suffering of others. Pray with me. God, on this Good Friday, we commit to you and your purpose and vision as Jesus's death continues to show us solidarity and expose and reorient the worst human tendencies of our world today. War in Ukraine. Worship of guns in America. The scapegoating of the trans community and other vulnerable populations our refusals to face our own implicit biases and prejudices, and all of the very personal woundings and evils we each have experienced. Jesus, loving God, not angry God, may our retelling of your passion continue your work of solidarity with those suffering and of exposing and calling to repentance those causing suffering. May the parts of us suffering feel your comfort, and may the parts of us convicted feel the invitation to join you, even unto sacrifice. Amen.